All right, welcome to episode 13 of the Inside Your Podcast. So on today's episode, we'll just be talking about the latest development and the whole MLB's war on four substances. And we're going to give even more of our opinions, as well as the players' opinions, and the latest and the whole spin rate situation, especially with the big man, Gary Cole. He's not really big, but, you know, he's on a pedal compared to other pitchers. But yeah, so we'll discuss our development and on the next on this episode of your podcast. Okay. So MLB sent out a memo on June 13th, 2021, obviously, because that's this year. Anyway, um, this is via Ken Rosendahl of, of The Athletic. So the details regarding the crackdown. Umpires will check starting pitchers at least twice a game and relief pitchers at least once. So I read a tweet about how this is pretty much airport security. Feels <laughs> <laughs> so like it, man. Yeah, they have to go through TSA. Um, come off the mound after an inning has ended or pitching has made. In other words, there are commercial breaks. If a leaves a pitcher using a substance, he'll be encouraged to check the pitcher during the inning. Others can check fingers, skin, hats, gloves, belts, and any other part of the uniform. If substances are found, the pitcher will be ejected and his equipment and slash or uniform will be confiscated and given to the on-site Major League Authenticator. Umpires will be instructed to check a position player's glove only if they believe he's doctoring the balls for the pitcher. And in that case, both the position player and the pitcher will be ejected from the game. And I believe both players will have to um, serve a suspension. And they and the team cannot replace the suspended players. So say, for example, an inner is caught doctor in a baseball as well as a pitcher. Their are goes from 26 to 24. And, you know, in that case, a bench spot too, as well as a bullpen spot. And so, yeah, so it's huge punishment to the team themselves. And, and then uh, moving on from there, additional calls between umpires and league officials regarding the crackdown are expected this week. The league has yet to determine an exact timetable for beginning the increase in enforcement. All right, so that's sort of outdated. Um, this article from June 13th. The the enforcement will start on June 21st. But you already see pitchers already uh, getting adjusted to not pitching without the foreign substances now. And now we're seeing more injuries coming up. Uh, what's your take on all this stupid TSA TSA stuff? Man, I'll be honest with you. It feels like uh, feels like the league cares a whole lot more about this than they did the Houston Astros cheating scandal. I, I, I hate to keep circling back to that, but man, when uh, when they're going to issue punishment this stiff and turn this stuff this stiffly, it, it's it's a little bit, I guess, I don't know, critical is the right word, but it's just it's not congruent with what we are. Is that, yeah, that's the right word. Uh, it's not you know what we're expecting from the MLB after the whole Astro situation. So uh, from, uh, I guess from 
keeping the game clean and use air quotes on that because I know obviously guys are probably still figuring out ways to do something to the ball. Uh, I guess, I don't know. It's, it doesn't make sense to me. I think if you're going to do it, you need to also provide something that they can use, a legalized substance that pitchers can use for grip, such as rosin, right? Because rosin just gets the moisture out of your hands, so it keeps the ball from slipping out of your hands and helps them get a better grip. So already there's like an approved substance that sets a precedent for this, right? So why can't like something like pine tar or something that's strictly just used for grip uh, be given to pitchers? For uh, just so they can keep that ball and in their hands, and they know where it's going, you know, because like we, I mean, we've touched on before, man. The, the hit by pitches are through the roof, so we we need if if the league wants to combat that, I don't think that this is the answer to that. I think this is kind of just saying, okay, here's a problem, and we're going to try to just eliminate the problem before it gets too big for us to handle. Which I mean, it could have already gotten there, but I I think it's it's a little bit of overreach by the league. Um, you know, to suspend guys for 10 days with, ironically enough, with pay. Uh, again, another inconsistent part of this. Uh, it just, it doesn't, it seems like they're trying too hard to limit this in the game. And then for for a lot of guys, I mean, that's all they've known, right? Like, uh, uh, there's an article we'll touch on a little bit later, but guys have been brought up in the minor leagues using some sort of substance uh, throughout their entire careers. And now we're seeing guys like Glass now saying like, hey, look, you know, when I'm using this stuff, sure, it's making me a better pitcher, but also, like, it's preventing some injuries, right? So it's, it's, it's a very, it's a very sticky situation, pun intended. Um, but I, I think there's, like, there has to be something these guys can use to get better grips on the ball. Yeah, we, we keep talking about this all the time as well. Pitchers throwing harder and harder. They don't know how to pitch. They just know how to throw. And now they have to learn how to pitch without that. And it's going to get even tougher, especially when it rains, because rosin doesn't do anything for when it rains or in the cold. And it just gets harder to grip the baseball. So especially when it's cold and when it's raining, these guys are going to grip the baseball a lot harder than they normally would. And they're doing that now without that foreign substance, which is part of the reason why Glass now got hurt. Well, he believed he got hurt from doing that, which I actually agree with, because now you have to figure out like a different grip for the, for the pitches and to still try to get that spin rate as you would with the foreign substance. So now they're trying to adjust, adjust to the new balls, and it doesn't help that we'll be changing balls every year. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much well, it. And that's it. just it, man. It's like, why does, how does MLB, who owns Rawlings, get to decide, okay, we're going to change the baseballs once a year, and then halfway through a season, they're not even going to give guys any sort of adjustment period to like get used to not pitching out without the sticky substance. They're just saying, no, no. All right, as of the outlawed, do not use it. You'll be suspended. And it's like, well, you're not giving any adjustment period for any guys. Well, I mean, I guess if you consider a week an adjustment period, but for a lot of guys, that's what, a start, maybe two, if that. You know, so it's like none of these guys are getting the chance to adjust to not pitching with any foreign substance. So it, it's not fair to the players. Yeah, it's not at all because like they were told at the beginning of the season, before the season started, that they were just going to be gathering data, nothing's going to be done at all. And then just because the offense is down so low, they were like, okay, we got to put this in here right now. That way hitters have a better chance. I mean, hitters had a good chance last year with that ball, and then you decided to say, okay, we need to change the ball. That way, it's more balance, balance, um, a more balanced game. You know, try to find that 
particular spot of good pitching and good hitting at the same time. So they change the ball, and then pitching just becomes so dominant that they're like, oh crap, we gotta do something about this right now, even though they had already told the pitchers that they were just gonna be gathering the data. And exactly. Was, yeah. Um, another thing that MLB also did was you cannot have sunscreen during night games after the sun has gone down or when playing in stadiums with closed roofs. Just That's because... a joke, man. That's a joke. Yeah. What are you going to do if like, it's a 5 o'clock game, right? So the game starts at 5, and let's just say it ends at, like I don't know, 8 o'clock. So it may not be directly sunny for those like those last couple of innings, but I guarantee you from like 5 to 7, you're going to be out there cooking, so you might as well have some sunscreen on. And now you're going to tell guys, oh, yeah, no, you can't use that. And it's like even with the seven o'clock game, most of them start during the day. So if if I'm out, if like I'm a pitcher, you're probably out there warming up, getting loose around like five, five thirty six. Like yeah. there's going to be sun on you. You're going to have to wear sunscreen. So now you're going to like uh, that. Just I, it doesn't doesn't make sense to me, man. I don't understand what the what like why they're going so you know over control on this, where they can't use anything as like simple as sunscreen. Yeah, um, I can't remember exactly where it was. Oh, here it is. Rick Sutcliffe uh, tweeted out, he former Cubs pitcher. Yeah, I think he used to work for ESPN too at some point. But anyway, he said, hey, MLB, MLB players, this is what pitching about sunscreen looks like, multiple surgeries and stitches. And there's a nasty picture. You can see the skin cancer that he got from not using sunscreen during ba- when he played baseball. And yeah, so MLB, I don't know what MLB can, like, they just need to figure out a way to do to help pitchers w- like still be able to get a good grip. And sunscreen is pretty important. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, so moving on from there, we're going to be discussing Tyler. We're gonna actually going to get to Tyler Glassenau quotes now because Tyler Glassenau he left the game early with um, with a partial tear in his UCL, and he's going to try to rehab it and then come back towards the end of the season. But I don't know. We hardly ever see that being a good idea. So we'll see what happens there with him. And the only person that I know of that's been able to pitch with a uh, partial tear of his UCL is Masahiro Tanaka. Yeah, I mean, for however long that UCL starts, I don't know about you, but I was every start sitting there like, ah, is this going to be the one? Like, which which pitch is good that absolutely just, you know, breaks the last draw of the camel's back. Um, so obviously it's going to be in for last now, especially with the season he's having. I think he's he's young. So it's, you know, yeah. you hate to see it happen to a guy like that. Um, and it's, it's like, it's crazy I guess to see that happen literally like his first start not using any sticky stuff. It's like, okay, well here's direct course and direct consequence of pitchers just not being able to get enough grip on the ball just naturally with their fingers. Yeah. Um, he uh, So he had a start where he didn't go without it because he saw the beats coming, was going to come out this pretty soon. He struck out in seven innings without it against the Nationals. But then he said that the next morning he was sore in places I didn't even know I had muscles. He'd have to compensate for his lack of grip by holding his pitches differently. He held his fastball and his curveball deeper in his hand. This slider, which he used to hold like an egg, now requires a different approach. That way, he tries to get, um, try to get the same curve, the same break as he did with with the, um, 
rosin sunscreen because that's what he says he used for a substance. And this is from Athletic from Zach Buchanan article. And yeah, so he ended up getting hurt. So he said, here's another quote that he had. I want to go out and win a Cy Young and be an all-star. And now it's all just crap on, he said. And he said, I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. And Glass now is very important to that race team because he's literally their only legitimate starter. Like, you can pencil the Rays in for a win whenever he starts, for sure, no matter And because the, the, the rest of the rotation is pretty much just a bunch of openers and a bunch of relievers. So, yeah. He's hey, don't forget, about, don't, don't forget about Dick Mountain. Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, Rich Hill <laughs> as well. But he's also, he's also 40, 41, 42. Granted, yeah, he's still, granted, he's still like he's still pitching really well, but still, he's pretty he's pretty up there in age. Last now he's 27. Count on him to go out there and start and get you a win. He's he's the ace of the staff, especially after they traded Blake Snail. Yeah, um, it, it's it's. I think I have a proposed solution for this that I think would make everybody happy here. All right, you ready for this? Bring back the juice baseball from 2000. Was it 19 or 18? 19? Uh, 18 through 20, probably. Okay. Especially bring back, bring back the juice ball and just let pitchers, like, let them use pine tar or whatever sticky substance they want. So then at least, like, when you make contact, the ball's flying. And then also, maybe, like, let's limit the shift a little bit, right? If they want to increase offense and get some more action in the game. I think that's kind of a good like middle ground there, right? We limit the shift a little bit, bring back the uh, the juice ball, and then give pitchers the ability. To get, I don't know. I don't know. Spire attack should be on that list of like legal substances, but find a legal grip like gripping agent pitchers can use. So then we can go ahead and increase offense, um, and, and pitchers can still, I guess, throw without feeling like their UCL is about to rip every pitch. So yeah, I think that'd be a good middle ground, but. Uh, I don't know, it's just me. Yeah, and also with the juice balls, you already saw pitchers adjusting accordingly. Granted, it was a bunch of foreign substance that they just started doing, but then you saw more pitching performance that's doing real, really well towards the end of that. The only issue was the there would be like a bunch of crap swings that ended up being home runs. But yeah, you, you saw pitchers adjusting to the juice ball. Granted, they were, were happy that the ball was juiced, but now, now they're getting punished for saying the ball is too juiced. For because now they can't use foreign substances. Well, and yeah, and it's whip. like they wanted to take the ball away, or they wanted to take the juice ball away because it was giving hitters too much of an advantage. And now they want to take away substances because they're giving pitchers too much of an advantage. Why don't we just give everybody a, a somewhat of an advantage? Play, I guess, a somewhat level playing field. Um, and you just let them get out from there. I don't understand why, like, like, if they things away from guys that, like, because the juice ball, if you think about it, that's going to extend an offensive career, right? Because a guy like Brett Gardner hit more than 20 home runs in a year that he really should not be hitting more than 20 home runs. So that extends an offensive career. Right? And if you can limit injuries while giving guys better spin rate and better like rise in their fast, uh, that's going to extend pitching career. So it's like the substances, all, you know, yes, they give people inherent advantages, but they also extend the career. So it's like if we can go ahead and find guys that can use like I said, pitchers use some sort of uh, sticky subject or hit uh, juice. That's how you find a remote ground to really get the game less increase that offense and um, and the injuries. 
let's move on to second. Somebody's vice president is Mike. He used to be the former Marlins general manager. Kellen pretty much called out the manager, his former manager, for promoting that pitchers should be using sort of substance to game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, you can charge in relation to the points. Hey, you're going to need these things to help you. Ask for more balance between lines. So pretty much, he didn't mention my by name, but he connected the dots because that gallon used to be in the Mars organization, and then Allen was traded for Caleb Smith, who was a Yankee. Anyway, that's beside the point. So yeah, he pretty much he told them read between lines. You know who I'm talking about. And then Mill said it's predictable that a player represented by their agent. Would make false accusations me, given my current role, and the obvious desire to distract people from the current issues surrounding the use of foreign substances. The assertions, however, are completely false, which is completely utter crap. The Marlins haven't had good pitching in such a long time. They still don't have good pitching. And yet, so they're definitely telling their players, okay, so we need to get we need to get better. We're gonna use this foreign substance to help us get better, and hopefully, our team won't be as garbage as it normally was. Any thoughts? Well, and like you said, they're not, when you're pumping out aces like Marlins aren't, uh, it, it makes sense that they'd be kind of pushing this like, hey, this out, try this substance out, it makes it there. And of course, obviously, when anyone gets called, especially in the sports world, their first reaction, uh, you know, they'll come as they will. But, um, yeah, it, 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 it's on the how the guys really come to my league because you can you can hey, uh, what do you, and you're not going to adjust, how, you, how are you expecting them to read, you know? Yeah, they should expect the type of bat. I'm sure they did, but yeah, this is this is disgusting. Rigan. Ice Cobb man hates baseball. Like it. He's really for donors, and I'm really what Peter Alonso said. Adjust game accordingly. Upgrade class. That way, numbers are inflated, whether it's pitching or off the number or deep player, you're gonna call it. Um, just so. Can go up to the other. We're going to be done. It looks like a run and contest player as we. I'm also starting to believe Peter Alonso is now. We're going to jump above it for you. Well, bro, look at it. It's like he is lost, right? And if factor of all used in LB, right? And so if you look at it, uh, it's a bit interesting thing with the joke off. Guys, headline Garrett Cole and uh, Steve Star Those two are going to get for, you know, let's go ahead and juice ball so they can hopefully get the step on that game. Somehow, those two get 
got you started and just figure out ways to open up in the money to get the money uh, they deserve, right? I mean, this year where it's like, okay, well, I was expected to be a free agent, but um, Trevor's story is going to be a free secret, like big offensive yeah, search. Carlos Correa, uh, is Javi Baez a free agent this year? Or I don't think so. I think it's next year. Okay, I knew it, but anyway, Chris, there's a big offensive uh, powerhouse that's going to be free agent. So it's like, okay, now they want the baseball, take away the baseball, so those offensive numbers go down. Thankfully, guys like Chris Bryant are kind of giving a big finger to the league and just out there doing the damn thing. But still, it's like, yeah, man, like, if you really kind of look at it, it's like, hey, I know causation or uh, correlation doesn't always mean causation. But in this case, yeah, read between lines. Another quote from him I can't believe it. If you took long back, uh, until the commission down and whole premise about fighting and testing and all this to come back to you guys. So, like. I mean, Stacey played this offseason. Players Union is definitely not happy right now. Especially if be just through this stuff in here without even really considering all the ramifications and whatnot. And, yeah, you class now getting hurt. And Jake Rom got hurt yesterday. He was throwing. He had three innings. Nine up, nine down. Nine down eight strikeouts. Grand State had one pitches, so he probably wouldn't have made a perfect game anyway. But, and the Grom, people say the Grom doesn't do anything, which I honestly believe. But it does. If he did beforehand, then you can tell this is related to that. Because I think it was also in Colorado that he was pitching in Colorado, so you really, really have to try to make your pitches move a lot to get strike. He was playing the Cubs in New York yesterday. But he was pitched, he Like he's going still. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So, good. Oh, I was just going to say, man, it, it sucks to see. Cause like, I mean, that's such a generational talent uh, from the home, my hometown of Ormish, by the way. Uh, but like, yeah, like, especially right now, Fan hates seeing him get hurt. Just you know how good he's like. When Mike Trout gets hurt, those guys are so good that for any casual baseball baseball, baseball fan just watches the game, like you, you want to be this guy. It's like it's, you know, it's the best part. Yeah, and like it's crucial to work Matt's track. Yeah, he's crucial to the Angels. With Trout, Mm-mm. but the Mets have a really great chance in the playoffs now. Now your ace, the best pitcher in baseball, best in New York, he's down, and the guy has six ribbies, and he so in four runs earned. So he, he's driven, he's driven more runs in than he's given up on the mound. He's he has an ERA point five, believe off the top. I think off the top of my head, he has point five one ERA. He's on his way to win a Cy Young. He's on his way to win the MVP. In my opinion, he should win MVP. 
because when you look at when you look at the award, most valuable player, and Jacob Rom is the most valuable player, volleyball, most valuable player <laughs> to the Mets. First playoff run, and without the Grom in the playoffs, the Mets probably won't go too far. Oh, no. Yeah, luckily they have good starting staff around them. Great to the Mets front office in terms of finding a guy like Taiwan Walker, who has a 2.7 RA, I believe, off the top of my head. And he met the only team to draw a contract. And that was due for $2.20 million. And honestly, when that signing happened, I was like, why are they signing Walker? And then Mark Schumann won your team. And then I was like, what are those? But obviously, they, they knew something was happening, and they knew that they had something special. But it was so integral to this run that they're having that if if they don't put on the IL, it could also hurt them. So I do think he's going to go to the IL for a little bit and hopefully comes back still down, still to an Young and keeps the the Mets going right on through through the playoffs. Yeah, because I mean, obviously he's a guy that like you're going to want in, in any playoffs to kind of fight the bullet now. Hope can wave the storm not having him on your team um, for however long down and call him up and then okay make sure he pulls everything out just like a guy like I'm around with uh, so I, I think yeah I think this four weeks is just IL how serious it is but and it's two weeks to one I, I don't have to miss the all-star game to miss you know a potential wild card more NLDS, yeah, LCS game. LDS because the are running with the Braves pitching is just complete garbage. Yeah. Phillies, Phillies, Phillies are becoming new Messies. Yeah. <laughs> There's not a little lot. And yeah. they beat us twice in one weekend. Yeah, it's tough. Ugh. Uh, the Grom said, I don't even know what to say, but he, he said that he comes off as precautionary. You still got to be careful of him. So. Also, another quote from a player, Crossroad Down. Why some USA Today from Alyssa Hurdle. She says, it's hard to see there's not game suspensions for cheating, but you give the ad suspension. So, if Manfred can look himself in the mirror and say, hey, that's fine. But in parentheses, if if you close parentheses can't suspend a team you actually need to play on, that's on you. Carlos Radon, the best pitcher on the White Sox, who thrown a no hitter earlier this season and was not throwing a no hitter, has a six two record with a one point eight nine RA. Has the, one of the best points made out of all the pitchers and all the players right now because Rob Manfred does not do anything against Houston. Now all of a sudden he has a problem he didn't have a problem cheating the ass for doing it. So it's like, and I understand the argument that, well, you know, the Astros weren't the only team cheating. They were just one of the first teams to get caught. 
But at the same time, like, come on, man. Like, they, they, I think, would, like, I think people would get mad at them because of uh, cheating. Uh, like, this means, and this is often compared to the of like, Sterera, but I, I don't know this, it's like, obviously, you know, the biggest difference between that, you know, you put a needle in your butt, I put it on my same playing field. But when it comes to this, the pitcher has that, you know, perceived benefit of using a sticky substance. Uh, so I, I always come, but like, yeah, it is, I, I don't know where I'm going with that. Other than then, uh, yeah, it's stupid that all of a sudden now they want to care about cheating to the point where they're willing to spend guys, but when they have, you know, notable allegations and evidence are used to cheating. That guy just created the immunity because they, they have what they want, man. And it's all, all inconsistent. And I think, baseball fans' perspective, I'm just, I'm tired of cheating. I'm tired of hearing about it. It just seems like it's all heard about for the last two, three years now. Yeah. And the story news, and I just do this because. Story news up an individual, and it's pretty much you're playing your self advantage. And pitchers here now, it's pretty much everybody's doing it. You're being encouraged by your organization to do this to help your numbers, to help your team. Rest steroids is completely in this organization. Hopefully, organization didn't use it. Complete the thing, and yeah, I, I, I don't see how how they did punish the Astros, and they punish pitchers to adjust to the new balls and what new the game's playing play now. Um, so yeah, Big Cole also said he had difficulty gripping the baseball tonight. Well, yesterday, and he's got a lead wide player injuries not taking chips now, and yeah, so. It's a sticky situation right now between the union and Emily, and where we enter. I've said this already a lot, especially at the beginning of this game, but this off-season's labor union agreement will be very, 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 very ugly. Yeah. When they decide COVID season. And that was it, to say at least. Yeah, so I, I expect the to call the strike, lockdown, whatever you want to call it, because it's just crazy, man. And now I've been players are also going to bring up their league players not getting equal treatment. Because oh I yeah, like- did you, you think the Orioles where they were given like, oh man, I don't think it's the exact rest. say they have like a two week homestand. And they were given uh, $900 for the entire two weeks to cover, like, food and everything else. Uh, and so a lot of the players, I, I could be wrong on those numbers again, but a lot of the players were uh, were contemplating whether they have to sleep in their car or not to, in order to make it to the homestand. And it's like, what are we doing? Those are billion-dollar organizations uh, that are whose employees are sleeping in their car as they're trying to get to the big leagues. Not good. Not good. Yeah, I got the thread right here on on Twitter. We've this is from the ads for my leaders Twitter account. 
clear my throat right there. We've just been told that multiple players on the Bowie Bowie Bay Sox are considering sleeping in their cars beginning tonight. night. The Bay Sox are the double A affiliate of the Baltimore Orioles. We're told that members of the Bay Sox will receive nine hundred dollars. So you're right on you're right on that right there. After taxes for their entire two week homestand and are on their own for housing beginning tomorrow at eleven AM. We're told that some players simply cannot afford to spend roughly eighty percent of their paycheck on the team hotel. According to one player, we don't know what to do. So yeah, they're gonna sleep in their car and back so before last season, minor leaguers typically would find a host family during the homestand and would just stay with them. But because of COVID and everything, they're not allowed to have host families. So now they're pretty much left out here and say, hey, figure out what you're going to do. And yeah. The Astros earlier this year, we talked about this at some point in, in the episode. The Astros earlier this year set up their minor leaguers apartment and gave them a little bit more of a bigger stock than I don't remember how much it was. And yeah, so I, f- I hope that more teams follow the Astros pursuit, like in terms of giving minor leaguers a decent wage and decent living, not the team part. But yeah, I hope, I hope more teams follow the Astros in that kind of terms. And I can't remember when this exactly happened, but I remember seeing a picture of a minor leaguers meal and it's crappier then you would get a school lunch, like an elementary school, public school lunch. Yeah, it's bad, man. It's so frustrating that we're still sitting here having these conversations because it's like, it, it's got to be so weird, especially if you're like a big time prospect through the system and like you say, like our five school, you have like some pretty nice facilities and you're all taken care of while you're there. Then once you get drafted, you think, you know, right, like big cities, and it's like, actually, you're taking an eight-hour bus ride to name city in the middle of nowhere. Uh, you have no money when you get there, and we're going to feed you nothing but VHAs. I'm sorry, just two pieces of bread with, like, some peanut on it. Um, yeah, that, that's, that's got to be uh, improved on. Okay, I got the picture right. So it's bread, white bread, one thing of tomato, Maybe six pieces of lettuce, cheese, bread. Like no protein in there whatsoever, which is important for players because you need to keep that muscle on. And it looks like a disgusting coleslaw. <laughs> yeah, not a, not a very nutritious meal. And then right next to it, it looks like a tortilla with two pieces of chicken and one slice of bell pepper, yellow bell pepper, and one slice of red bell pepper. Sailors are being treated like crap. It's an organization. So, yeah. And then an update on the Orioles thing. The Bowery players, after tonight's game, they will be able to obtain hotel rooms for roughly 40% of their homestand paycheck. And they're going to decide to eat that cost rather than sleep in their cars. While relieved that 40% is still too much, most migrants make less than $15,000 per year. That's disgusting. Yeah, look at that. Again, I'll repeat that again. Minor leaguers make less than $15,000 per year. People think once you get to the show that, oh, you're still alive. No, because you only get paid the amount of days. You only get major league pay for the amount of days you're on that roster. And then afterwards, you go right back to being paid not a living wage. And the only people that get paid a living wage are those that drafted high in rounds of the draft. Other guys, they're just like plug a roster spot right there. Just say, hey, we just need to die. We just need to fill up our 26 man roster. 
And yeah, so here you can come pay a certain amount. Yeah, it's really frustrating to see that kind of stuff. You there? Yeah, sorry, I didn't know if we were done with that segment. Yeah. <laughs> oh. All right, so I think that wraps up the entire episode. Anything else you want to say? Anything else you um, bring up? Listen, man, Yankees are turning around. Don't say we didn't tell you now, but as of June 17th, the comeback starts today for that division. I don't know about that, man. They're off. I, They're I, off. I, can, I can be optimistic. They're <laughs> offense, man. It's just brutal. And then but, Severino being out until August probably at this point now. Yeah, it definitely so did look good. So there goes your trade deadline acquisition, Brian Cashman, and go out there and do something. Come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Go get us to Scherzer. <laughs> well, Scherzer's out, too, of a groin injury. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, those right, groins, you know man. Hey, listen. <laughs> those boys must be putting in a lot of work to be tying out those groins. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I think that wraps up episode 13 of the Insider Podcast. Thank you for listening, whether it's good morning, good afternoon, or good night.